When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast, where we cover everything Wisconsin athletics. My name is Tyler Hunt, and on today's show, we've got plenty to get to. we got a new walk-on for Wisconsin basketball we'll talk about. We've got some football coaching staff news, and we've got two new commits to the 2023 class. Commits starting to pour in left and right for that Wisconsin football 2023 group, which is great to see. We've got some new offers to win out that we'll kind of give you guys a rundown on, and then we'll continue our spring outlook positional dive in and we'll talk about the defensive line before we do all that i just wanted to mention with the show we've had some questions how often the show is going to be going um it's going to be twice a week once a week at least right now guys we're just kind of kind of doing it when i see fit as the head ball coach of the podcast right now there's a lot going on outside of the show so i i feel like i'm kind of just taking it as a as necessary approach to the podcast where if there's plenty of news like we've got today We'll knock one out on Wednesday. If we've got enough news to have a show on Thursday, we'll have two this week. If for some reason some crazy stuff happens and and we need a third show, we would do a third show. If it's relatively slow and not a lot happening, we might only have once this week. Once we get into our regular, you know, football season, spring into basketball season, then we'll then we'll have probably pretty much two episodes a week as as we have in the past. But for right now. With these slow times of summer, with a lot going on off of outside of the the podcast, for me, just kind of trying to figure out when I want to piece it together is is probably the easiest approach. And I hope you guys can uh, are okay with that understanding of that. I know a lot of people are very busy right now, and, and sometimes this podcast does take a little bit of time. But I really enjoy doing it, and I want to make sure I bring you guys as great a content as we can here as we continue to move forward. We've had a lot of great support over the years on the show, and I definitely don't want to deter anything from that. So as always, thank you guys as we get started here. I appreciate listening. I know the schedule is a little different, a little weird than what's better in the past, but I think we'll still hopefully be able to bring you guys great content. We'll have some interviews. I've got some things in the works for that as well. So stay patient with us. We'll have shows when we need to. But for right now, let's go ahead and hop into this show because there's plenty to get to, and that's why it's coming to you. Um, early this week. And the first part of that is we'll start with basketball, then we'll get into all the football stuff because we've got a little bit more football to get to. But Wisconsin added a nice walk-on shooting guard in Ross K. 
Candelino to the 2022 class, six foot five wing out of Florida, the newest member of Greg Gard's squad. You look at him, he's a player that, of course, as I just mentioned, a good size, and I think that really helps nicely. Certainly a walk-on, so you, you don't know what you're going to absolutely have there. But I think it's a nice player that Wisconsin can do a lot with. But likely a guy that needs some development, and that's why you see a walk-on offer kind of makes sense for, for both situations here. Not a lot to know off of him on, on online. You know, There's not a lot to go with, but it sounds like the offer happened very fast, the opportunity to come to Wisconsin and walk-on. And he took it, and it'll come you know, from down south in Florida up to Wisconsin. Certainly a big change, but a guy that good size at 6'5", left-handed kid, which is a little bit different than what you've seen from most, but a guy that can certainly stretch the floor, knock down shots, get to the rim. Again, like I said, not a lot online in terms of recruitment. His offers no direct ties to the state of Wisconsin, but a player that can certainly come into Wisconsin, give you some depth, and, and give you kind of fill out those numbers, and maybe it turns into more. I'm not going to sit here and say this kid's going to be a super special player that's going to play you know 40 minutes a game and be a dominant player for Wisconsin. That's just not the situation we're at right now. Could it eventually get to that? Who knows? That's what some of these walk-ons offers. This is what you do to see that you've got a, a player that maybe you can develop into more. But when you look at him, good size, ability to shoot, plays defense, the tape, if you want to go out, and he's got a huddle tape out there that you can got to check out or on maxpreps.com. I think it's a nice ad for Wisconsin to, to give you some depth. Certainly they're going to still be looking for some scholarship players. You're in the transfer portal. This isn't going to you know solve all your issues that you have with Wisconsin basketball right now where you're going to need some minutes. But it is a nice piece to give you some depth, and who knows, maybe you could develop into more. We've seen so much success from Wisconsin walk-ons over the past you know years in football and in basketball. And this has an opportunity to be no different. But if for some reason it doesn't, it's not necessarily a situation I think that hurts any party. I think this is a great opportunity for both. So we'll see how that one pans out on the Wisconsin basketball side. So that's just a quick little bit of basketball news. Now we'll get into the football stuff because that's the bulk of our show today. And we'll start with some unfortunate news regarding Wisconsin's football's coaching staff. Inside linebacker coach Bill Sheridan announced on Friday that he will be stepping away from the program. He will be uh, resigning from his position as the inside linebacker coach, of course. If you recall, hired just back, back in February by the Badgers to be that inside linebacker coach. And unfortunately for him, a situation in which the NCAA is doing an investigation into him and four of his colleagues during his time at Air Force for impermissible excuse me, impermissible recruiting benefits, some violations of the COVID-19 rules that were put in place, hosting visits during the COVID-19 dead period at Air Force University. He ultimately did not want to be a distraction to Wisconsin this season and decided whether pushed that way or just self-deciding it to resign as the inside linebackers coach for Wisconsin. So Certainly, we talk about there's been a lot of changes this offseason for Wisconsin in terms of shifting around. You know, Bob Bostad was the event. The former inside linebacker coach now going back over to the offensive line, which opened the spot for Bill Sheridan for Wisconsin to bring him on. You would think this possibly would have been caught in some sort of vetting process. A little strange that it's just coming about now because I think Wisconsin did release a statement that they were aware of what was going on, and you would have to wonder how long they'd kind of known about this situation. If Bill Sheridan kind of told them about this situation is kind of an interesting one because he was, you know, a hire, like I mentioned, in February. You know, we're now into May. It was not that long in terms of what happened and what in the past. So if you aren't familiar with the situation, Brett McMurphy was the original report that kind of mentioned that, that uh, Sheridan and, and a few other coaches at Air Force had broken these rules 
hosting players during the COVID-19 dead period, which we were not allowed to have visitors. That's a big no-no in the eyes of the NCAA, and, and that's the rules that you have to follow and play by, especially during that time. It's similar to the situation, if you guys aren't familiar with it, at Arizona State, where some assistant coaches had some players and were hosting there, and, and that was a very big deal for the Arizona State Sun Devils. There was a lot of worry around their program on what the ramifications would be of that, and that certainly will likely carry over into Air Force program as well. The nice thing for Wisconsin, it wasn't when it was it wasn't breaking any rules while he was with the Badgers. Wisconsin's clean hands in the situation. Certainly a little a bit of a head scratcher that this wasn't maybe vetted out or talked about before all this happened. As I mentioned, it's a very quick timeline. He wasn't the inside linebackers coach for Wisconsin for very long, but the Badgers don't have anything to to really worry about in their end. And it is good that you know as this NCAA investigation starts to unfold that. Bill Sheridan isn't the inside linebackers coach for Wisconsin because it can ultimately be a distraction to that Wisconsin team, and they didn't have anything to do with this situation, so there's no sense in putting the players and the coaching staff and the team that wasn't involved in the situation in the line of a distraction. So whether Bill Sheridan decided ultimately to just step away himself or Wisconsin kind of mentioned, hey, this doesn't look great, you need to resign, we won't ever really probably know the truth of that, but he did not want to be a distraction to the team. Paul Chris kind of mentioned, no, it was a very short period in the statement released by UW Athletics, but he thanked him for his time and wishes him nothing but the best. So certainly an odd situation the way it all rolled out, but he will ultimately not be the inside linebackers coach for Wisconsin football. Who will be? That's that's kind of the next question. You look at it, you kind of already thought, you know, I know many Badger fans probably jump right to the situation of, of Chris Orr, Jack Sidgey. Chris Orr right now playing and, and playing fairly well in the USFL does not sound like he's given up on his potential pro career, whether it be at the USFL or and at the NFL level, he can make a splash and jump up back up to the league. So I don't know if that's a, a real possibility, at least right now. Things can certainly change. The other name, Jack Sitchie, of course, retired from the NFL, retired from playing. That could likely be a very possible role. But right now, you're looking at you probably want to get this position filled pretty quickly. You're starting to see some serious benefits from the work that they put in on the 2023 recruiting trail. As I mentioned, we've got multiple commits to talk about here in just a minute. You want to have your coaching staff buttoned up. There's been a lot of changes already. This is not a planned change that you wanted to deal with. So you likely want to get someone in there and get that established so you can move forward not only for the recruiting trail, but also as you move forward into this next season. You need an inside linebackers coach. Your previous one is now the offensive line coach. You thought you had something settled. Unfortunately, that's not the case. And now Wisconsin's got to you know, probably move pretty quickly on this to find a replacement. So whether it's an in-house guy like a Jack Sitchie would make, make a ton of sense. But with no prior real coaching experience, I know that's something. And with a group of inside linebackers that's relatively inexperienced at those spots, it's certainly something to, to pay attention to as to where Wisconsin goes from this direction. An odd story, an unfortunate story. You don't want to see someone coming in and make an establishment and lose your jobs, but you can't break NCAA rules. It's clear there's going to be an investigation that's going to go on for a while. It's best for Wisconsin to just not have that distraction around for them, and, and hopefully they can fill that spot with someone who will provide that spark and leadership to an inexperienced inside linebacker group. All right, up next, as I mentioned, two new recruits to talk about for Wisconsin on a little bit of a hot streak in that 2023 class moving forward. We've got some other, certainly, irons in the fire of potential commits down the road, but the next few guys that we're going to talk about are the newest members of that 2023 class. A nice couple commitments from the Badgers this past weekend. We'll start 
with Jacques Keys out of Ironton, Ohio. Of course, we've talked about Keys on this show a little bit before already. Very physical kid out of the state of Ohio, the number 10 player in the state of Ohio. Rivals has him rated as a four-star kid. Some other places have him as a three-star kid. Either way, I think a very solid running back for Wisconsin to bring in. He's got some other offers that we, we had talked about before. Army, Iowa, Memphis, Pitt, West Virginia, some Mac schools. So you definitely saw when Wisconsin put that offer in, you know, right from the jump, it seemed like the Badgers were going to be in on this one up until the very end. There were some crystal balls put in from, you know, 247's Evan Flood. He's really, it seems like a guy that Wisconsin was very high on, and to get in there kind of seemed like the best offer and situation for him as a, a promising runner. Big kid, physical kid, 6'1", 210 pounds, and very solidly built. If you look up a picture of Jacquez Keys, you will see a whole bunch of muscle. I mean, he's a guy that ran for 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns on 94 carries as a junior, all-state player. And I think if you look at him, Wisconsin fans, it's a guy that you will really, really like carrying the football late in the season. He's he's a guy that's just going to be physical when it's cold, when you know it's Big Ten football late November, and you need a guy that's come in there and it's going to really just come in and and run some guy, run some guy over, run through the hole, pick up three yards in a cloud of dust. Jack Eskies is going to be that smash mouth type runner that you want in that position. So I really think this is a huge pickup for Wisconsin. You looked at it the last couple classes with the running backs. You got, I mean, and frankly, you got lucky with Braylon Allen switching over to running back and having so much success because. You had multiple other running back recruits over the past couple classes. Jalen Berger, you had multiple other guys leave. Loyal Crawford, you had so many situations where your running back room maybe wasn't filled out up to the you know, place that you wanted it to be. You've really got to start making some inroads, and I think Jacques Keys is a guy to kind of bring those numbers back up to where you want. And I think, again, I think he's, this looks like a kid that really could be a fan favorite for Wisconsin fans moving forward. Just a very physical, smash-mouth runner, the guy that you need late in the season to turn and hand the ball off and pick you up some positive yards. You know, three Again, three yards in a cloud of dust. He's got much more speed. I don't want to make that sound like he's a big, bruiser, slow kid. It's not. That's not the case at all. He's very athletic, very agile, can move throughout the hole, can juke and break tackles. But I think in terms of is he a finesse back where he's going to try and juke you out of your shoes? No. He's going to be a guy that's literally going to come run right into your face and and run through you um, in, in a much cleaner turn than what Marshawn Lynch put it, but run through someone's face and, and try and pick up those yards. So a huge pickup for Wisconsin in that 2023 group. Like I said, a fringe three, high three-star, low four-star kid. The rating doesn't matter when you look at his his what he puts on tape the size that he's got, the physicality that he's got. I think this is a really good pickup for Wisconsin. We can never you can never dive too much into the the stars and the ratings, all that. If you look at him, he looks like a player that could really do something at this college level and I think Wisconsin got a really good pickup in Jacques Keys, the third slash fourth member of that 2023 class. Their newest member of the 2023 class is three-star athlete Justin Taylor. Out of Broadview, Illinois, became the next member shortly between the Jack Eskies commitment, really almost back-to-back um, in terms of announcing their commitment. So two nice pieces to the Badgers. He's a player that, as I mentioned, listed as an athlete. 247's Alan True, who we've had on the show multiple times over the past few years, projects him as a safety, so likely a defensive back for Wisconsin. But who knows, a guy that can can do a lot, standing at six foot, 185 pounds, plays wide receiver at high school, as well as cornerback. You would think with his size, speed, athleticism, I can see where the the 
safety translation kind of comes to from Alan True, and certainly he's a guy that watches a lot more film and, and sees how these prospects develop them. So if he says he's more of a safety, that's probably where you peg him right now. But again, athlete, a good player to pick up from from the state of uh, Illinois. Wisconsin, of course, always had success in there, and, and this will be the next you know kind of nice new player to help fill out the 2023 class. When you look at him, he's got had some other offers. Kansas State was the front runner for a while. Wisconsin was in the mix. He also had offers from Air Force, Army, Colorado State, Navy, and many MAC schools. Number 25 player in the state of Illinois. Also has a, a huddle tape online. He ran the ball a little bit, so athletically, he's got a lot of skills that you can use on either side of the ball. Defense, plenty of tackles. I, I think what really stood out to me, he was a guy that wasn't thrown at a lot, but also was able to come up and make plays. So I think the safety position makes a lot of sense. When you see Jim Leonard made that offer, he kind of committed. He's a guy that can help you in the run as well as defend the pass. And he's showing athletically that he can play on the offensive side of the ball as well. So this is a really nice pickup for the Badgers in that 2023 group. Two nice commits to now join that 2023 group. It's starting to fill out. Now you went from, you know, only having one and Tyler Jancy out of also out of Illinois. Then you picked up James Duran that we talked about last week and now two other commitments. You're finally starting to see the inroads of this 2023 group start to pay off. I know a lot of people have a lot of expectations to get this recruiting class and this department back up to where it was the last couple of years. You want to see high, you know, nice guys. And, you know, in terms of star rating and rankings, a three-star kid is probably about par for the course for Wisconsin. But I think this is a nice player. And we talked just talked about Jacques Keys, a very nice player, that fringe, fringe, you know, four-star kid. I think this is going to be a nice pickup for Wisconsin. So to pick up Two new commitments is is really a a good spot for Wisconsin, and I really like to see what he can do at the next level. It's certainly nice to have uh, some of these numbers start to trickle in for that 2023 class. Next, in terms of updates for this 2023 group, we do have a new quarterback offer thrown out by Wisconsin. I know we've talked about it on the podcast. Drew's had some write-ups on Bucky'sFifthQuarter.com that there's some concern about where this group is going or where Wisconsin football is going for this 2023 quarterback position because you know, they likely need to land somebody, and who it's going to be is is kind of a question on the front of a lot of people's minds who pay close attention to Wisconsin football and the recruiting department. They did throw out a new offer shortly after some of that criticism, so maybe they're reading B5Q and, and reading Drew's kind of rants and ravings about the 2023 quarterback position, but it's very important. I can see why uh, there's been some head-scratching in that spot, but a new offer went out in terms of that quarterback spot to 2023 three-star quarterback Lincoln Kineholes out of Pierre, South Dakota, Riggs High School. Currently a player that's got some other offers, Illinois, Pitt, Washington, Washington State, being the only Power 5 schools, and then you've got some FCS schools like North Dakota State, South Dakota State, all being in the mix for his services as well. So it makes like it looks like a player that Wisconsin certainly fits well in terms of recruitment and in the caliber of the quarterbacks that they've recru- recruited in the past. This kind of fits par for the course for where he's at. This kid comes in six foot three, hundred eighty-five pounds. Doesn't have a ton of ratings yet in terms of rivals in two four seven. Both of them list him as a three-star kid, number fifty-nine quarterback in the country, but the top player in the South Dakota state. Excuse me, in South Dakota, according to two four seven sports. So uh, a nice piece that I think Wisconsin could really, you know, have a, a nice shot at winning out. As a junior last year, he threw for 3,359 yards, 37 touchdowns on only six interceptions, and ran for 1,175 yards and 12 touchdowns. So literally a guy that 
the ball was in his hands pretty much every play, and they were running the offense through him. Just that does some crazy numbers, even for high school numbers. To throw for over 3,000 yards and run for over 1,000 yards is pretty impressive in a relatively short high school schedule. You know, he's a guy that can use his feet a little bit more mobile than some of the other quarterbacks we've seen recruited by Wisconsin in the past. I mean, impressive rushing numbers, as I just mentioned. So he isn't typically the quarterback that Wisconsin maybe goes after, but I think he fits really well. He's got a really good highlight tape in in terms of what he can do. He stays in the pocket. He's definitely a throw-first quarterback. I don't want to sit here and say he's going to be just a scrambler left and right. He wants to stay in the pocket and throw it, but he has the ability to use his feet, which is what you want to see out of a quarterback. You don't want a guy that's just going to take off at at the first sight of pressure. You want a guy that can stand in there and deliver the ball first and and then use his feet when he needs to second, but he's got some nice speed and athleticism if he needs to turn to and do that. So We'll see how it plays out. It's nice to see Wisconsin throwing out some offers there and and getting that 2023 quarterback spot that's gotten a lot of attention from various media outlets. It's not just Bucky's fifth quarter paying attention to it, that you know they're looking to kind of get that spot buttoned up. So we'll see uh, where it goes here from forward. But I do think Wisconsin, in terms of this you know offer, has a really good shot in Lincoln Kineholz to, to land him and hopefully uh, keep that quarterback position and, and that recruiting board buttoned up. I mean, as we mentioned, he's got some other offers, but Wisconsin probably the best caliber Power 5 school that he's received an offer from just yet, and hopefully they can close the deal. Certainly one to keep an eye on in that 2023 group. All right, guys, that wraps up everything in terms of the recruiting front. A lot of excitement, a new offer, two new commits, a new walk-on for basketball. Lots of good things happening for Wisconsin Athletics. Now we'll go ahead, we'll get into our, continue our spring position outlook. We'll focus in on the defensive line. Before we do that, guys, I want to talk to you about homefieldapparel.com. Big new Saturday, season four. Week one is coming on 521. They'll be dropping their first school, the Arkansas Razorbacks, at noon Eastern. So make sure to go over and check that out. As I've mentioned on the show before, big new Saturday. If you sign up, you get a free, or excuse me, not a free t-shirt, but it basically could be. When you look at the discounts that you get, up to 40% off a t-shirt each week. You're looking at it, huge deals, huge savings, incredibly soft quality t-shirts with vintage, retro, cool logos from a variety of schools. I understand maybe you don't have a connection to the Arkansas Razorbacks. It doesn't matter. You want a comfy, cool new t-shirt that you can wear every week for these college football Saturdays that you can live on the couch in your new home field t-shirt. I'm wearing my Tennessee Volunteers one. I have no affiliation to the Tennessee Volunteers, but it's a cool t-shirt and it's very comfortable and I like it. And if you want to have that same situation for you, make sure to go over to homefieldapparel.com and sign up for big new Saturday season four. It seems like every year, guys, in the new collections, season one was great. Season two was even better. Wisconsin was, of course, in one of their, in their last one in season three. Season four is supposedly going to be their biggest one and i have to trust that home field when they make a promise like that they tend to deliver so make sure to go over and check it out homefieldapparel.com sign up get a nice new t-shirt every single week over the course of the summer and fall get ready for football season and everything that that will bring all right let's go ahead and dive into our defensive line spring position outlook we'll focus in on the defensive line and you look at the defensive line of course last year i think a a really impressive performance by this group. You had Keanu Benton, who you felt good about going into the season as being a top player at his position across all of college football. I think Matt Henningsen, again, I've said it on this podcast time and time again, one of the more underrated Badgers over the last few years and had an incredibly great you know, final season in Madison. Produ- always produced more than, than what 
he he was expected to produce and, and really a good player for the Badgers. But aside from him, Isaiah Mullins had a really good season as well. So you come into, of course, you lose Henningsen this year. But you're going to bring back Keanu Benton, hopefully ready for another special season, and Mullins back there as well. So to get into the you know, previews on the odds-on favorite to start, I think it's pretty clear-cut right now, at least for those two, as being your top two. Of course, at the nose tackle position, almost kind of its own position. It's Keanu Benton, and then after that, Curtis Neal is your your, your next guy up and coming. Uh, of course, the freshman uh, this upcoming season, so is going to be a Keanu Benton there, and you're just hoping that Curtis Neal behind him gets healthy, ready to go, and develops into more because this is going to be your, likely your final season of Keanu Benton as he could be you know, one of the top you know, draft picks out of Wisconsin this upcoming season. So he's going to be your number one nose tackle. Isaiah Mullins is going to be your number one defensive end. After that, there's a little bit of intrigue in terms of who could be your other defensive end. I think a guy like Rodas Johnson's probably the odds-on favorite to be the second defensive end starter right there. But certainly a guy like James Thompson Jr. is going to have some competition there as well. Gio Paez has been in the program for years. Cade McDonald, a guy that has shown a lot of promise at 6'6", 280, very big physical player, kind of a pass rusher that you could certainly see being a guy maybe in the conversation. But I think right now it's it's looking like it's going to be on the ends. Mullins, and I would say Rodas Johnson as, as your likely starter and until someone beats them out as kind of your odds-on favorite. The other players to watch at that group, I think, are the ones that we just kind of mentioned. A guy like James Thompson Jr. has the potential at 6'5", 290, kind of a lean, more pass rusher type uh, defensive end. I could certainly see him you know, competing to be that third defensive end or even jumping up into that second spot. Gio Pai has been in the program for a while. Is he able to take that jump? We'll see. Isaac Townsend, the former transfer from Oregon, has not seen you know the field for Wisconsin, but clearly they brought him in for a reason. They liked what they could possibly have in his game. And then 6-6, Cade McDonald is, is a possibility as well to kind of work into that group. So in terms of though, the other guys in the mix, I think they're all certainly in the mix at those positions. It's certainly not a position that is set in stone, but we look at two of the three spots are. I mean, Kevin Benton's going to be your guy that when he's – able and out there on the field and like I said nose tackles kind of a separate position he's going to be the guy out there Isaiah Mullins after his year last year proved that if he's able healthy good to go he's going to be out there I think uh, for most of the snaps for Wisconsin so you really got a, a good group of five guys kind of competing for one spot and, and maybe your rotation guys you know you know Raskolaji has has rotated defensive linemen you know last year and, and can certainly try to keep these guys fresh so James Thompson Jr. could certainly be in the mix. Rodas Johnson is probably going to be the guy that, that starts it out, but Gio Pius, Cade McDonald, a lot of these guys are not just going to go away. It's going to be a very interesting competition to watch at that other defensive end spot. In terms of up-and-coming player, a dark horse, I think you'd almost lump Cade McDonald into that place at 6'6", 280 pounds, tall, physical pass rusher that could certainly give you a lot there. The other one I really want to keep an eye on, though, at the defensive end spot is Mike Jarvis, 6'4", 290 pounds, redshirt freshman this upcoming year. Had a full year to just kind of develop last year. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to jump some of the guys we've already talked about, but he was a prospect out of high school that looked very physically ready to take on playing at the Division One level and for him to have just a year to get better and faster and stronger. I think that's going to really pay dividends for him down the future of the road. So he's, he's maybe a dark horse that I would watch for as a guy that can come in and give you a lot. Very knowledgeable kid. We had him on the show. 
very smart, but his highlight tape, very a uh, physical and mean player. Nicest kid when you talk to him, spoken, but when he gets on the field, he's he's kind of a different and, and kind of changes that gear into a physical beast. So I think he's a player to watch as kind of an up-and-coming player at the defensive end spot as well. The key position at this player in terms of the entire defensive line, I think is probably Isaiah Mullins when you look at it. I mean, you look at, you've got Keanu Benton, who's your best player on the defensive line. Obviously, there's no debate about that. Isaiah Mullins, if you get what you got from him last year and even more, I think that really elevates this defensive line to a very solid level of what you need to get to from that group. And then if for some reason one of the other guys that we just talked about doesn't develop up to that starter spot that you want, you feel good about at least you know you can maybe hide that third defensive lineman if he's not producing up to all the other levels. So if you've got two down linemen in that 3-4 that you feel really good about that are causing a lot of havoc, Maybe that takes a lot of attention and that can open up some other lines for some of those, you know, that third guy, whoever it may be, whether it's Rodas Johnson or somebody else. So I think the the key at that spot, just based on you know what you're going to get from Keanu Benton, you hope that you get that same play from Isaiah Mullins and even better, and that elevates your off defensive line, and maybe that opens up other opportunities for other players at that position. In terms of area of concern to finish out this outlook into, into the defensive line position, I think the area of concern for the defensive line right now is, unfortunately, if you look down the line of of who is your second group there, there's maybe some concern. Now, we just talked about on the defensive ends, it's maybe not as concerning if there's an injury. I think you look at there's a group of five guys that you feel that you would hope are ready. That's why you recruited them. You've you've groomed them now for a couple years to be ready to be into the Wisconsin system. If an injury happens, you have to feel like, okay, it's next man up, ready to go. Defensive end, that maybe isn't as big of a concern. Nose tackle is a little bit more of a concern. So I guess my only area that I'd be worried about with this defensive line is if the unfortunate happened with a guy like Keanu Benton. If he went down with the injury, what do you really have behind him? I'm not really sure Wisconsin knows because you're going to have a guy like Curtis Neal coming off knee surgery, coming off an ACL as a freshman. He's not going to be ready to be thrown into that position, you would think, off the jump. So... Are one of your other defensive ends able to fill in if, God forbid, that situation happens? I don't know. Is Gio Paez more of your backup nose tackle there? Is there somebody else that you feel like can get down in that nose tackle spot? That's one to, to really keep an eye on. Now, hopefully that situation doesn't really pop up. Hopefully Keanu Benton has a dominating, successful year. But behind that, Curtis Neal, is he going to be your ready to go? Or are they going to have to figure out who's going to be your backup nose tackle so when you're looking at what to watch for this you know this fall season and into fall camp I think you're going to really want to keep an eye on that backup nose tackle position not only for god forbid an injury happens this year but next year you know you would think based on the roster right now Keanu Benton and Curtis Neal are the only two listed nose tackles you hope that he's ready to hop into that starter spot next year and or do they move some guys around depending on what they see there so hopefully that isn't the case that's it's hopefully a situation that doesn't pop up because Keanu Benton's out there causing havoc on, on opposing offenses. But that is the one area that you look for and you say, man, you, you feel like you've got some depth at defensive end that you can rely on. The depth at that nose tackle position spot isn't quite there. And hopefully that doesn't, you know, hopefully that's not a problem because you've got Keanu Benton on the field. But it is certainly something when you look at the backup, they're one injury away from going to that player. Are they ready to go? Time will tell. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. As I mentioned, 
if there's more news, more commits, anything like that, we'll have a second show. If not, we'll certainly be back when we feel like there's news to go. We'll try and keep it to a regular Monday or Thursday schedule to keep it easy for you guys. But make sure you subscribe. When a new episode drops, it'll be in your feed. You won't even have to worry about it. So as always, thank you for listening on Wisconsin. Thank you.